Welcome to the Tongues Out Hockey Show, and I'm your host, Tyler Briggs. Now, I'm brand new at this. This is episode one, the original, the first episode we're going to do here. And there's, I don't think there's a better way to kick things off than to preview the Stanley Cup Final. Now, I don't know how many of you guys predicted this. I know I sure didn't. At the beginning of the year, I think I was probably one of those people that had the Vegas Golden Knights finishing, you know, at least outside of the playoffs. I cannot believe the Vegas Golden Knights not only knocked off our Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I should note that I'm from Winnipeg. Not only did they knock off the Winnipeg Jets in the Western Conference Final in five games, but they swept the LA Kings in the first round. I uh, didn't see that coming either. And defeated the San Jose Sharks in six games, which to me was... Uh, little less surprising, I guess. The Sharks, uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. And on the other side, in the Eastern Conference, the Washington Capitals are finally here. Alex Ovechkin and his crew have finally made it to the Stanley Cup Final as Washington makes their first trip back here since 1998. 1998. Um, they lost to the Detroit Red Wings then. Um, very surprising as well, as many people had... Pittsburgh knocking them out in the second round, who they handled seemingly without an issue. Um, The Caps and the Golden Knights, and here we go. We'll kick things off here with goaltending. I think that's a good place to start. I mean, your, your team's success ultimately lives and dies between the posts, and we're going to start in Vegas with a guy who may be playing the best hockey of his career, um, he's a very lovable character. His teammates, uh, his teammates, it's pretty evident that uh, he is the backbone of the club, and this is a team that is where they they are where they are because of Mark Andre Fleury. Now, Mark Andre Fleury in this year's playoffs, he's twelve and three. That's twelve wins, three losses, with a one point six eight goals against average. I can't remember. I I might have to say that the last guy to have a lower goals against average would have been G.S. Chaguer in 2003, except for maybe Jonathan Quick a couple years. Oh, I guess that was 2012 when they won the Cup. Anyways, Marc-Andre Fleury, 9.47 save percentage. And it's hard for me to believe that when Pittsburgh gave up Marc-Andre Fleury in the expansion draft, they even gave Vegas a second rounder to t- so that they would take him and not... Uh, one of their young defensemen or forwards. He looked shaky in game one against Winnipeg. It's funny I lead off with that because there hasn't been a single moment in the playoffs, at least in the games that I have watched, where Marc-Andre Fleury has not looked great. Fleury is... I I honestly think that he could win the Smythe Trophy even if Vegas loses to the Washington Capitals here. This guy is... Like I said, playing the best hockey of his career, he's relaxed. And when he's relaxed and yelling out there and smiling, and you know, that's, that's scary for the other teams. At the other end of the ice, we've got a guy who is the opposite of Marc-Andre Fleury. This is a guy that is calm and cool. You know, his demeanor reminds, I think, a lot of people. Well, I mean, myself, he reminds me a lot of Carey Price. Um... Like I said before, I'm from Winnipeg, so he reminds me a little bit of uh, Connor Hellebuck in the way he is so calm out there. He 
just looks focused and he's dialed in. He's He didn't even start the first two games of the playoffs this year. Washington kind of rode Philip Grubauer near the end of the season. And ultimately, Barry Trotz felt like Washington had their best chance to win with Grubauer after Holtby struggled at times during the season. Now, Grubauer lost the first two games against Columbus in the Eastern Conference quarterfinal and got the net in game three after OV made his guarantee that the Caps would get back to Washington with the series tied. And Holtby won the last four games of that series to close out Columbus in six. Now, Brayden Holtby is 12-6 and six in this year's playoffs with a 2.04 goals against average and a 9.24 save percentage. Now, that looks pretty unbelievable. Um, but what, mo- what should be noted is that he's coming uh, off of two straight shutouts to close out the last round against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who arguably have some of the biggest weapons and most firepower out of any team in the National Hockey League. Now, it's a little tough to compare the two, Holtby and Marc-Andre Fleury. Ultimately, it, it's clear that Fleury gets the edge here. Um, I mean, his goals against is well under two. Um, and he's, like I said in, or like I said earlier, he's playing some of the best hockey of his career. It's uh, unbelievable to see what both of these guys are doing here, but uh, if I'm going to give the edge to one of these guys, it's Marc-Andre Fleury, and that's no disrespect to what Braden Holtby has done so far in the playoffs this season. Next up, we're going to move on to my favorite position, defense, and we're going to start with the Vegas Golden Knights once again. Shea Theodore leads this team in defense with seven points, and that brings me to my next point. There really isn't, um, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, a sexy name on this defense core here. We've got Shea Theodore, Nate Schmidt, Braden McNabb, Colin Miller, Lucas Biza, and Derek Englund rounding out the top six with John Merrill appearing in eight games. Um... One stat that uh, really stood out to me as well here is that Nate Schmidt's leading the the D with about 24 minutes and 53 seconds of ice time um, average per game. And the next lowest, or the lowest, is John Merrill appearing in in, uh, 15 minutes, 44 seconds per game, which is pretty significant for a guy that's been coming in and out of the lineup uh, during the playoffs here. yeah, this defense, uh, I would have, at the beginning of the year, um, you know, some of these players, are they're good players. Schmidt, probably the best defenseman that they have. Uh, Colin Miller had a really good regular season. I think he topped 40 points. But uh, the rest of the guys, England was uh, kind of a cast-off from Calgary. They just kind of threw him in, and because he was a Vegas native, obviously Vegas picked him. And Lucas Pisa from uh, the Vancouver Canucks, there's a guy that... You know, he came into the league when he was very young and for whatever reason hasn't panned out. I think he began with the Philadelphia Flyers, if I'm not wrong, spent some time in Edmonton. And I think he, actually, you know what, I think he might have started in Anaheim. I don't actually know. But anyways, to my point, not really a well-known group here, but uh, this is a team or this is a defensive lineup that wins by committee. This team has bought in, obviously, to what the coaches are are uh, preaching in the dressing room, and 
this is these guys cannot be overlooked or underrated anymore. And with the Washington Capitals, um, it's actually kind of kind of surprising. Um, the Caps have gotten where they are with uh, the defense that they have. Um, after losing uh, Kevin Shattenkirk and Carl, Al- Carl Alsner after last season in uh, free agency, I think a lot of people probably thought that the Washington defense looked pretty thin. But Dmitry Orlov has really, really stepped up and not only stepped up but stood out. I think he is probably one of the flashier defensemen you'll notice in the final here. And John Carlson, who had a career year, I think he led all defense in scoring with 68 points during the regular season and currently sits with 16 points in the playoffs, which leads all active defensemen remaining in this year's playoffs. Um, Michael Kempney was acquired from Chicago this year in a late season trade and has surprisingly fit in I shouldn't say surprising but Michael Kempney isn't exactly a household name after he was uh, signed by the Chicago Blackhawks just a season ago as a free agent from the Czech Republic Um, yeah Washington's defense looks a little bit better than Vegas I wouldn't say a tremendous like a tremendous amount better but you know this is I'm going to give Washington the edge here again. Um, Again, uh, I want to just state that Vegas is really won by committee here. Oh, this is such a tough one, you know. Moving on to the Golden Knights forward group. Um, This is, man, the more I look at this roster, the more I just, (laughs) I can't even believe this team is where they are right now, but... The coach, is Gerard Gallant, has obviously got this team playing at a level that, you know, the the players themselves probably never even thought uh, at the beginning of the year they'd be here. But uh, with that said, we move on to the forward group, and we're going to talk William Carlson to kick things off here. This is a guy that had six goals last year and only 25 points, I believe, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Columbus essentially threw in William Carlson in the expansion draft, um, so Vegas would take David Clarkson's um, contract that was given to him by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nice one. <laughs> um, Carlson put up 78 points this year. He had 43 goals. What more can be said about this kid? He has really broken out. Nobody saw this coming. He is going to get paid this summer. Um, moving on, we got Jonathan Marchessault, who I would argue is the heartbeat of this forward corpse. This is Marchessault's... Marcheseau had been gone undrafted into the NHL, uh, worked his way up in the AHL through the Columbus Blue Jackets farm system, moving on to Tampa, and then finally Florida of last year. Um, Marcheseau was a throw-in as well um, in order for Florida to get Vegas to select Riley Smith, uh, as I guess they weren't happy with the contract they gave him. Well, it turns out that Gerard Gallant and the Knights somehow knew something that Florida didn't, and they got themselves a pretty good package, and that's not a bad first line, at least looking at it at season's end here with Marceau playing with Carlson and Smith. Um, You can't not mention, uh, as uh, Pierre Maguire likes to call him, the real deal, James Neal. Um, You know, kind of an underwhelming regular season, but uh, he's a guy that, you know... You can't uh, 
you can't forget when he's on the ice because he can shoot the puck as well as anybody out there. Um, Minnesota, another team that uh, just gifted Vegas two players and Alex Tuck and Eric Halla. Eric Halla, I mean, nobody saw him scoring 29 goals. This team just blows my mind. I can't even believe it. David Perron, um, Cody Eakin from Dallas had a nice uh, bounce back season. Uh, Winnipeg boy, what's up, Cody? <laughs> Yeah, this this uh, forward group is something else. I mean, Thomas Tatar is a healthy scratch, and this is a guy that I keep saying this is a guy. Thomas Tatar, you know, he's he's a proven goal scorer with the Detroit Red Wings, and here he is sitting as a healthy scratch watching his teammates waltz into the Stanley Cup final. Moving on to the Capitals forward group, uh, we got to start with, guess who? It's not Ovi, it's Evgeny Kuznetsov. This guy's got 24 points to start the playoffs off. And this he had a clutch OT series-clinching goal against the Penguins in round two. Um, he came to play against Tampa once again. And he, at least in my mind, is one of the most entertaining players in the Stanley Cup final. And... Vegas better look out for this guy because he is shown to be a big game player. Secondly, we're going to move on to Alex Ovechkin. Um, you know, we should have talked about him first because that's what everybody else does, but uh, I'm going to try not to do that on this podcast. Ovi is a man possessed. It looks like he's, uh, I can't remember who said it, but they said uh, he's taken out 13 years of frustration in one playoff. Uh, I think it was Tampa Bay's coach, John Cooper, that said it, but Ovi can't be stopped this guy is hot 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 on the power play he's scoring goals just he looks he looks probably the best he's looked in five years and Vegas are gonna have their hands full TJ Oshi, we can talk about him too he's kind of uh, he sits in the middle on the power play there with uh, Backstrom looking for Ovi cross ice kind of opens up for Oshi. Um, Oshi is a very competitive guy this guy loves to Loves to mix it up. He loves to score. He loves to shoot the puck. Um, and the more I look at Washington's forwards, I mean, yikes. I haven't even talked about Nick Backstrom yet. Like, the guy had 50 assists during the regular season. He is a monster. Uh, one of the best passers in the league. You could probably thread the needle with his eyes closed. And then there's Tom Wilson. Big bad Tom Wilson. Uh, when was the last time you guys... When was the last time anybody saw a Game 7 fight like that with uh, Braden Coburn last round? That was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe what Wilson did there. And, uh, you know, maybe that's why Ovi's uh, playing a little bit better. He's got Tom Wilson on his line. Um, he's got all the space in the world out there. Tom Wilson had 187 penalty minutes during the regular season, and this guy has just been a beast, you know. Um, plays a little controversy- controversial at times, you know. He, he, he's been known to kill a guy from behind, hit him straight in the numbers, which, you know, pisses off any any hockey fan, but uh, Wilson's uh, a valuable player to the Caps, and Vegas, I mean, they can answer to him with Ryan Reeves, but uh, Reeves doesn't exactly have the skill to compete with Tom Wilson. Now to conclude here, um, I I believe that Vegas' goaltender, Fleury, he's got the edge in goal, so we'll give, a, we'll give that to Vegas. Um, once again, no disrespect to Braden Holpe there, but to one point six goals against, like I can't even, I can't even do that, playing any sports video game. 
The Caps D, I got to give them the edge too. I mean, Carlson, he was the best, well, maybe not the best, but the highest scoring defenseman during the regular season. He's got the most points among active defense here that are left, uh, which is nine more than Shea Theodore has for Vegas. Uh, Orlov, to me, is a game-breaker. Niskanen is a seasoned vet. I got to give the edge to the Caps. I mean, I already said that, but uh, I don't think Vegas is D can really measure up to what Washington's offering here. And at forward, um, pretty clear. We're going to go with uh, the Caps here once again. That's just like, you know, I think their forward line looks better than... Looks better. It looks better, though. It, it just looks so much better than what Vegas has. Um, I, th- I think this is kind of the prediction that uh, the Vegas players would want to hear. <laughs> um, they are. Uh, they call themselves the Golden Misfits for the reason, or for a reason. If I had to make a prediction right now, oh man, it opens at home in Vegas. Uh, it's going to be bumping there. Oh, man, I'm going to predict that the Caps are going to win at home in Game 6 to get Alex Ovechkin his first Stanley Cup. Uh, Of course, I bring up Ovechkin before the team. Um, I said I wasn't going to do that. This would give the Washington Capitals their first Stanley Cup in their, let me do some quick math here, um, 44 years of existence, I think. I don't know, I'll have to look that up, but I'm going to go with that because... uh, it's going to blow your mind if I'm correct. Yeah, I'm going to say the Caps in six games here. Um, once again, my name is Tyler Briggs. Thank you for listening to the Tongues Out Hockey Podcast. This is the first episode. I hope you guys uh, liked it. Um, you know, if you're one of my friends listening, send me, send me a text. Uh, if you want to... Uh, oh, I just dropped my pen. Send me a text if you want to get in for an interview. I think that would be... Uh, pretty awesome i know there's a few of you guys out there that have some good stories um yeah what, what, what do i say for a sign off line uh i'm gonna go with uh ralph from st james here in uh, winnipeg keep your stick on the ice have a good night everybody